Welcome to the Charleston Conversations podcast. Thank you for checking it out. This is episode three. If you haven't had a chance to check us out, uh, go back and listen to the other two episodes. This week really starts eventful times in the Low Country. Lots of festivals and events. Friday, we have Party at the Point with uh, Dave Matthews Cover Band. Friday at the uh, Daniel Island Tennis Center, uh, there's widespread panic. That's Friday and Saturday. The North Charleston Arts Festival is running all week, and they'll have a block party on Saturday. A Low Country Shrimp Festival is Saturday. Southern Paws Animal Rescue is having a 5K at Boone Hall Plantation. They have a packet pickup at Charleston Sports Pub in Mount Pleasant. Um, also at Charleston Sports Club in Mount Pleasant on Friday, we'll have a uh, fastest pitch contest. So our chance to win tickets to the River Dogs and Braves games. Um, if you're hearing this tonight, we'll have this is released on Thursday. Um, go out to the Purple Buffalo, and uh, it was, there's a DJ, uh, international DJ uh, Decline. Also playing with uh, with him will be uh, my good friend Skitch. Um, Kit is a, a good friend of mine. He's been a real big. Uh, he's been really big on sharing this about this podcast. Um, I really appreciate everything he's done to get the word out. Uh, so if you get a chance, I really wanted to get him on today's podcast. It just didn't work out with us schedule wise. And, um, hopefully we'll have him on soon. He can talk more about his monster truck and maybe some more shows. Um, so with that, with all that, uh, I'm going to go into, uh, today's episode with Michelle Cope. Um, we, we met at a restaurant here in North Charleston. Um, we didn't really get to know each other well at the time, but we uh, kind of kept up through the magic of social media. Uh, she has founded Yellow Elephant Ministries, and that focuses on mental health awareness and suicide prevention. And as you know, May is uh, suicide, or excuse me, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, so I really wanted to get her on in May um, and, and touch on uh, mental health awareness. Uh, anyone who knows me, who, who's on uh, my social media, knows I'm a huge advocate for mental health awareness and taking the stigma out of uh, mental health issues. Um, I personally have documented my journey, my battles on my social media. Uh, it's a really personal, important cause to me. Uh, around the time I was starting to form this podcast, uh, Michelle reached, Michelle posted out on her Facebook that uh, she wanted to do more with the Yellow Elephant. So I contacted her. Uh, we've decided to start a new podcast together. It's going to be coming very soon. So look out for Elephant Love uh, with Michelle Cope. Uh, we want to speak to people working in the mental health field, uh, people with mental health issues. Uh, we can, if you'd like to talk about your issues, we can, uh, you can come on um, in person as you are. We can uh, hide your voice. Uh, we don't have to do a video. Whatever you want to do, whatever would make you feel comfortable. I think just the more stories people hear, uh, the easier it is to deal with. As I talk about on this episode, what really made me start to talk about it is a good friend of mine, an old 
an old boss who's uh, an old friend who I think is just, he's a brilliant guy. Um, very smart. Just was always fun to deal with. Almost always fun to deal with. Um, he started talking about his struggles and it really motivated me to talk about mine. And, and as I talked about it, other people came up to me who didn't feel comfortable talking about it. They hate, whether it was because of, uh, they didn't want their kids to know, or they didn't want their job to use it against them, whatever it could be. Um, but they would talk to me and they were, and we still communicate. People still message me when they have an issue. And I, you know, I reach out to certain friends when I'm going through things. Um, just mental health affects way more people than you think when you're in, in the moment. Um, so in this episode, we talked a lot about, obviously, about mental illness, about suicide prevention, um, what the elephant, yellow elephant means, why Tony Soprano is a huge, uh, huge help for mental illness, mental illness awareness. Um, so all that being said, if you are struggling, please reach out for a friend, a coworker, call 988, um, whatever you need to do to get your help. So again, thank you for checking us out. Please go to wherever you can find podcasts, Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, like it, download it, give us five-star rating. Um, if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, if you have an idea for it, um, if you have an event you'd like me to talk about, uh, if you'd like to advertise, please email me at brandon at, at fromchaosmedia.com. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Charleston Conversations. Um, my guest this week is uh, Michelle Cope. Uh, Michelle and I worked at uh, a restaurant here in town together for uh, a brief point. Um, Michelle um, currently uh, is working with uh, Hearts for Families. Uh, can you tell us uh, about that? Sure. Um, I am what they call the Community Involvement Specialist for the Suicide Prevention Project out of um, Region 4 for Hearts for Families. What's, what this is, is I am in charge of going through communities in Southwest Georgia and implementing coalitions. And so therefore it kind of partners with the Yellow Elephant because it will be under the Yellow Elephant umbrella after the grant is over with. So basically it is just a little bit more of a brick and kind of giving like walls to the foundation of our belt with the, the elephant. So it's um, Hearts for Families is um, a company out of Snellville, Georgia, that does a lot of family work. And they put in for this grant and got it. And and here I am working for that. So it's, it's, it's in its last year of the project. So hopefully it is going to be renewed, but they're working on the funding for that. So that's what Hearts for Families is. Did they answer? <laughs> okay. And so now... Yeah, I think yeah, I think so. Um, so, well, that'll lead into uh, the uh, yellow elephant. Um, and so you've been. This is what you said eight years into the yellow elephant. Yes, um, that you've been working with that. Yes, and so I can it, while while explaining this, I'll probably so, give, uh, go ahead. Sorry, we can. We, no, go 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 ahead. No, um, I was just saying um, the yellow elephant 
definitely gave a good foundation to working with hearts for families. But um, Yellow Elephant was is a little bit more personal because <laughs> I started remembering my friend that died by suicide in 2010, uh, 12. And um, so it took me a few years to um, truly heal from that, even moving from the location I lived at to about four hours away back home to where I live in South Georgia. And so it took, it was a journey. And then um, I had just lost a job a couple days before that. And uh, I was sitting in a Walmart parking lot of all places. <laughs> this is, uh, and I was thinking about my friend that died by suicide and her love for elephants that not many people knew about. And I was like, okay. And I heard elephant in the room. Everybody knows it's there, but nobody talks about it. And so I went home and I just wanted to show this to you. I don't know if you can see it, but this is the drawing. I went home and drew this. I hadn't drawn in 20 years. And it's, see, it's a pencil drawing. I still have it. I take it with me pretty much everywhere. But um, this elephant, I went home, drew that, has semicolon tusk. And I knew I wanted it to be a decal from the beginning, back in 2015. Uh, and I so I found a place that made decals, but that ended up being my new job. Remember I said I lost a job? Well, I ended up working there. After two weeks of not having a job, that ended up being my new job. And uh, so the elephant, it got printed. At first it was red. And you understand why I changed it. I wanted a different color because red, I didn't want to get lost in translation. So um, I, I, I'm very, I have, it is faith-based, but again, I'm not going to help somebody. I'm not going to not help somebody that's not does not have my backgrounds or my beliefs because everybody has a story and everybody needs to be heard. But this is what gets me by, if that makes sense. Um, so I I prayed to God. I said, "Give me a bolder color, another bold color to use," and He gave me yellow. So I would tell people, you know, when you go to uh, a red light, you stop at red, right? Then you go at green, but yellow, you kind of hesitate. And um, so you just look at your surroundings a little bit more. But I hated explaining it like that. So I was like, can I get a simpler version of how to explain why it's yellow? So I opened the Bible. It was John 1, 5. And um, it was the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness hasn't overcome it. So there's that understanding. And then a month later, I went to this meeting for what they call NAMI Moultrie. I don't know if you've heard of NAMI. They have a national chapter, National Alliance for Mental Illness. Well, I went to present the elephant to a smaller chapter down where I live. And one of the girls raised her hand. She said, do you know the international color for suicide awareness is yellow? I did not know that. So it was just like, I got to lean on my own understanding. Then I found God's way and then the worldly way. But that's where that goes. And it's just a simple decal. And you put it on your car or computer phone. And when people see it, the premise of it is that they see it and it starts that conversation. And it's simple enough for a 10-year-old to understand because that's the first year of statistics in um, in the United States for suicide. So that's, that's a little bit of background, really quick background <laughs> of the, the elephant. And so what I do now is I, I have the conversation wherever I can, whether it's here on, on this podcast, whether it's um, with schools, whether it's with um, last week, we had what they call community conversations with first responders, 
where we talked about their mental health and self-care after a traumatic, they have a traumatic day, which is pretty much every day. And then we did a, a little training, which is called QPR. And this is, uh, this is where the hearts um, and families comes in because that's where I got my training and the funding and, but it's all, it pretty much melts together. So that's probably why I didn't say much about hearts for families is because they're the funding source for what I'm doing. If that, if that makes sense. And they're, they're huge in what I'm doing, but they're, they'll leave once the grant money is gone. So, and yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, obviously this is a uh, podcast about Charleston and the ties mm-hmm. here are, are kind of loose to Charleston. I mean, we met here, right. um, but I think this is a bigger issue. Anyone who uh, who knows me personally uh, knows how I advocate for mental health, um, for uh, addiction, uh, suicide prevention. Um, I've had, I've had my own struggles. I've got some very close friends, uh, who, who have real, real strong struggles. Um, one of, as we were talking earlier, my, uh, I have, I had a very close friend, an old, an old boss of mine who's just, who's just a brilliant guy, uh, great sense of humor. Um, he, uh, started struggling with mental health. Um, and he started posting about it on his social media and it truly, uh, I was, I've been battling PTSD and depression, um, for, for years. And, um, and I, and I just found out, you know, I just got an uh, OCD diagnosis as well. Not the cute, everything's gotta be, all the napkins gotta be stacked one way or whatever I have is if I have a negative thought. I just, I can't get it out of my head. It is, uh, I'm, or it doesn't even have to be a negative thought. If I have, if I've got a thought in my head, I've got to, I, I can't stop thinking about it. Like, and it could be something that's like a new DVD. Like this is, this will age, this doesn't age well, hold up to now, but like if a DVD would come out and I knew it came out on Tuesday, if I didn't buy that DVD, it's all I thought about. And I could be even like, you can't even watch it. You're going out of town. Like there's no, but I'd have to buy it. Um, I had to have it at my house. Um, or I would just obsess about it. Um, uh, if I worked at a restaurant where I had to wear a tie, so I bought 150 ties. Like it's just, that's how, that's how, that's another one of my mental illness issues. And, um, so anyways, I, my old boss started, uh, uh, posting his mental health struggles. And, um, it made me realize that, Hey, there's other people out here dealing with issues. And, um, it kind of took some of the, some of the stigma away from me, from it for me. So I thought, well, maybe if he's helping me, Maybe I can help someone else by speaking out about it. So I started uh, posting my uh, my struggles, and um, I didn't know what it would. I I really it wasn't it, that is probably more thought out than it was. I just put it out there because I kind of uh, reached an end uh, of how, how I could hide things, and um, 
I just put it out there and immediately kind of thought, well, that may have, that may backfire completely. This might, people might, you know, walk away from me on the street and everything. And instead, uh, everyone was so receptive. Um, uh, people were, you know, really were, Hey, we're here for you. People were DMing me, um, texting me like, Hey, you know, hang in there, whatever. Can we help you out? And then it took a different turn. And when I'd go out in public, I get people coming up to me or even text messages, whatever of the battle they were going through. But for whatever reason in their life, maybe it was a job. They didn't want people to know at their job or maybe they didn't want their kids to know um, that they couldn't talk about it as openly as I could. And um, they were, they, so they would, you know, message me in private or we'd have a private conversation. And um, so I just kept doing it and every new step, whether it was, uh, a bad, uh, a bad counselor, um, not a bad counselor, but their counselor didn't work for me. Um, or, um, it was my therapist now who is amazing. And, um, the steps I've, uh, that I've been, um, taking over the last three years, uh, since this really started, it's been, um, you know, not everything's been rainbows for the most part. It's been really good since uh, since I started with this therapy. Um, not everything's been rainbows. Um, not every day is perfect. You know, not every day is just great. But it's it's better. It's a, you know, but it's an ongoing process. And um, like I was just telling you, hey, I was doing great for a year, then kind of recently had a, a step a setback, and um, uh, kind of you know things are building back to being good. Um, and uh, so like it's a progress and um, not everyone's going to be on the same journey with it. And that's the thing is uh, and people, you know, sometimes people see someone getting help off of a certain drug or a certain therapist and then that therapist or that drug doesn't work for them. So then they think, well, there's something even worse wrong with me. But as you said earlier, not everyone responds to the same medicine for diabetes or for cancer or whatever everyone's everyone's just different um and so the the point is and why i like i came to you with this idea is um i think just we have to let people know like we have to work on getting that stigma removed from the mental illness from the uh from dealing with mental illness from suicide attempts um to try and help them get help with addiction um to let them know that it's hey it's okay to reach out to people no this isn't um you know this isn't the the 60s where if you have a mental illness they lock you in the attic and pretend you don't exist like people have been have come to understand that people need help and um it's not it's not rare it's way more common than not having having some type of issue um so i I, i'm just you know i I was looking forward i'm looking i was looking for new ways to uh help people with it um i had a a couple years ago um it was it was 420 i was sitting at home and i found a documentary on columbine and i'm you know i love like true crime or uh those kind of behind like behind the scenes of 
like I'm not I say love I, I'm just fascinated by by things and events that I've gone through in my life have kind of put pushed me into these like true crime true uh, um, forensic files like all that kind of stuff and um, uh, I was so I was sitting home on 420 and it's Columbine documentary so I watched it thinking it was going to be like I don't, I don't know like footage from the day and, and there was some of that but it focused on like four surviving students and their stories and what they did. And one of the students um, talked about, he was, he had a moment where he was happy that he was safe, but immediately he started feeling guilty that he was safe and these other people had died. And it was the first time that I'd seen anything uh, resemble a feeling I had from my situation. And, um, so I messaged the director and the director was a, also a Columbine survivor. And so she got back to me and, uh, she put me on to a speaker who has a Ted talk, um, called, I was almost a school shooter. And, uh, he has a Facebook page called, uh, you are not alone. And, um, so I got onto that page and it was another one of those things where every day someone's struggling and, um, and so they put out either, you know, they put out what they're struggling with and everyone there just kind of surrounds them and talks them through. There's no, there's no negativity. If, you know, if you, there's no suck it up it's it's all you know like helping people pull themselves up kind of thing and um the pay it doesn't there doesn't there's no there's no negativity allowed in there and it's um it's very even if even if you think even if you know you were to think that this is uh not a big deal like it's everyone just like kind of wraps around the person speaking and it's one, another one of those things that um, kind of pushed me to think that, like, it just needs, we need, it needs more awareness. And even though I think everyone understands mental health is, uh, there's a crisis, um, it just still, when you're in that moment, I think you need all the, all the help you can get. And, um, so that's when I, you had posted something about wanting to do more with the Yellow Elephant. And I had this idea that uh, we could start a podcast, and so that's going to lead into uh, Elephant Love with Michelle Cope, um, a new podcast that we will be developing here. Um, and um, why don't you uh, go through what you'd like to do with it? Sure, sure. I like to, um, the reason why it's called Elephant Love is because we all have an elephant in the room that we need to address, whether it's big or small. And so that's the premise of the names is that we give the elephant love. We address it first off by having these weekly conversations with people from all different backgrounds all over the place. And um, just to say, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what helps me um, or even give some tools to the people that are in the interview or talking with me, but also maybe to people that are listening to not maybe, but to people that are listening and uh, just, just to bring light to that darkness and just to know that 
uh, when you were talking about that guilt, the guilt is one of the biggest things for somebody that has lost somebody to suicide or has somebody in their family that's attempted. It's a guilt. That's one of the biggest grievance that is hard to get over. And so when you talk on that, it, it, it struck. I, I felt that. I've, I felt that for a few years after my friend passed. So that's what we want to do is just to let people know they're not alone. That it's okay to address your elephant in the room at your own pace. But also that we all have different, we all come from different struggles. We all have different stories, but they all matter and your purpose matters. And so that's why I want to do that and just bring light to that darkness. That's, that's, uh, I think it's a, um, an amazing cause. Um, like I said, you know, I, I went through years of, uh, so I went through 14 years of not dealing with it and it, it, not dealing with it outwardly. And I, I, I can vividly remember, um, a different, at a different bar I worked with, there was this older couple and they'd come in for a happy hour and they had lost a son and he was in his late thirties, early forties, something like that. And they had lost a son and, um, they would come in and after several vodkas, they would start like hard crying and, um, and, you know, like just talking about it and you could watch people get up and walk away from it, didn't want to be. And so when I went through my issues, I was, that was so vivid to me. I was like, I don't want people, I can't talk about this because people will walk away. They won't come to, they won't, you know, so I, so I just kind of ate it for a long time and um, I didn't get the therapy and I didn't. And until the next real big traumatic event happened in my life and I just had a, it just totally blew up like a volcano. And, um, you know, I, I looked at the situation all wrong. You know, I, I didn't want to be like those, that older couple, but like the problem wasn't necessarily that, that they were talking about their son's death. And the problem was, you know, that no one was reaching out to help them or was, was comforting me. And I don't know how exactly how you would comfort him in that situation. Like there's no, you know, there's no perfect exam, no perfect answer to that. You just, just try and be there for him. And, you know, maybe hopefully they don't have all the vodkas they were drinking. I, I don't know, but, but the situation became, that's one of those things that clicked for me was there needs to be, like the stigma again is it's getting the stigma away from me because I didn't want to talk about it. Like when it first happened, I'm sure it's all I talked about. I, I don't remember. I don't, I like, I don't remember the first two to three years afterwards. There's so much I've blocked out in my mind. Um, there's, there's so much that I blocked out in my mind as first two to two, three years um, that I, uh, I, I don't know what I've, what I did, but then after that, I went to like trying to, to not talk about it as much as possible. Um, because I didn't want, I didn't want people to look at me like I was a freak or, you know, I was crazy. And I, that was, that's again, where I came to at this point. It's that 
we've got to uh, take the stigma away and have to let people know it's okay to talk about your problems. Um, I was telling you before, I, I, I think things have gotten better, a lot better. And I think I'm going to give a lot of credit to David Chase with the Sopranos because here's Tony Soprano, who is this, um, like the most masculine man, caveman type person you can find. And he made it like, it's okay to go to see therapy. It's okay to, to have those moments. Um, even if you're, you know, stone cold killer who, uh, you know, sometimes you have to deal with, with things in your life to seem kind of normal. He, he is the epitome of, you know, male, ma you know, masculinity. And he was, you know, no one looked at uh, him for talking to someone, you know, no one made it like a weaker character for going to talk to somebody. No, it, it's the truth is when you see those characters and, or you see um, the actors or actresses in real life show that it's okay not to be okay. And that they, they admit their struggles. Like I have a love hate relationship with a lot of the media because of how they don't know that safe messaging. And that's another thing I want to talk about is the safe messaging and how to, when somebody dies by suicide or when they have attempted, how to talk about it in a safe way that doesn't cause a contagion. A lot of people don't think that is like, Oh, you know, but there is that like any other um, thing, it can cause a contagion if it's not worded right. Um, like you can say suicide, but if you say the mean that they did it with, right after it glorifies it kind of a way. And if you talk about the reason why they did it, then that can also glorify it. So you can just, you can, I want them to say that they died by suicide. Like I want people to say that they've died by cancer or they've died in a car accident and that's fine, but you don't go into the de gory details of other things like in a car accident, like, Oh, this is what happened when you're describing, they just got in a bad accident. Right. So the same thing, and it's just protective of the family, private for the family, because um, DJ Twitch, um, that really broke my heart, how they just, they, he died, they said how he died, then they talked about his um, financial status, he has a family that's hearing this stuff, and they may not, his his kids may not have known that, you know, and, been, and that's why he did it the way, so it's just that safe messaging is in protecting people while we need to talk about it. We also need to know that fine line. And that's another, is a, another passion of mine is just protecting the people that are hurting the most with, yes, we need to talk about it, but we also need to be safe about it. And there is not a wrong and right way, but there is a respectful way. Does that make sense? And what I'm trying to say on that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah, I just, I, I, um, it, I'm excited about this. I'm excited to be able to talk and, um, everybody, they'll get me. They're like, I can tell you're still passionate about it. I can tell you still you're working in your purpose. Well, there's still the reason why is there's still people dying. There's still people thinking they're not important. And, um, we need to stop that quickly, <laughs> especially our babies, especially the 10 to 14 year olds and, the younger there's even younger kids so absolutely um okay well uh with anything else you'd like to uh talk about at this at this time 
Well, um, I like to, I'm wearing green. I don't know if you can see I'm wearing green, but um, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So I just want to dare you to wear green this month sometime and promote it and share with people that, hey, I understand that mental health is important, just as physical and emotional health. And yeah, (laughs) and that, that you are loved, you're important, you have unique purpose. And there's no, there's not another person that's like you out there. So we need you here. That's awesome. Uh, that is awesome. So with that, uh, again, I wanted to let everyone know, uh, coming soon, we will have, um, uh, elephant love with Michelle. Um, it'll be available everywhere. Uh, you find podcasts, Apple, uh, Spotify, uh, Amazon, uh, YouTube, iHeartRadio, uh, and Google. Uh, just anywhere you can you, you find your podcast now, um, it'll be there uh, very soon. Um, Michelle, thank you for uh, coming on, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you.